<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This week's By the Numbers with co-host Dan Reese. How you doing? I'm Ken McCusick. Uh, Dan, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. It was a, a rough week, but uh, yeah, had the weekend to try and get over it a little bit and ready to move forward. So, do you have any cathartic gain from rewatching the film of the game? Um, I w- I do enjoy it more because I don't get stressed out as much, uh, so I can kind of you know already expect what's going on or know what's going on and don't have to get nearly as stressed so <laughs> it's not as cathartic but it's much less stressful for me all right i uh you know i have this this feeling about maybe the ravens will figure out how to fix this but uh, uh we'll go through some numbers here that i think uh, tell the story of this this bad week pretty well so if you don't want a downer you know this might be your time to pick another <laughs> podcast but we're gonna have some tough numbers to talk about this week all right starting us off uh nine percent 
and 94%. This is a serious success rate for the Ravens in Week 10 based on whether or not the, their first down play was a success. Uh, so first down play is deemed a success if they gain more than four yards. So, you know, start off on a, a good foot here. Um, so out of the 29 first and tens, they were successful uh, on first down 18 times. They converted those that the, they converted those uh, series successfully 17 out of those 18 times for 94 percent. So that's really, really good. You know, so if they started well on first down. They did really, really well. Unfortunately, on the other side, out of the 11 times that they weren't successful on first down, they only converted one time on the series. So 9%, one out of 11, 9%. So 9% if they did poorly on first down, 94% if they did well. Just to compare that to the NFL average, it's normally 58% if you're not successful and 87% if you are successful. So just really, really bad um, you know, at, at converting the first downs or converting the first down if they didn't start off well. Okay, so overall is something like 73% for the NFL on a, uh, without a condition on first down, right? Right, yep. Okay, and it jumps up to 87. You're, you're three times as likely, no, that's not right, that's not the way to say it. You're three times as likely to fail in your conversion of to a new series if you don't gain at least four yards on first down. Yep. It's 40, 40 to 13 yep. in, for the NFL average. Okay. All right. Well, that's amazing. The Ravens are so much more than that. Uh, it, it does seem like second and anything long has been the enemy of the Ravens, and third and anything long has certainly been the enemy of the Ravens this year. Well, especially this, these numbers were week 10 only. If you look at the full season, they were 86% and 60%. So it was really week 10, and a lot of that was because of, um, you know, third downs. You know, we'll get into it later, but the third down, the, def- the way the defense was playing for Miami, they were letting you do underneath for third down, but they weren't letting you get the whole 10 yards. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's a good one. Uh, let's talk about the Miami defense again in another way. Uh, 18 and 24 is my first number. That The 18 is the number of times the Dolphins nose tackle Adam Butler dropped his zone coverage on pass plays. And 24 is the total number of times the Dolphins dropped two plus from the line of scrimmage. That's that's what I call simulated pressure. It's what everybody calls simulated pressure, other than the, the condition of two or more. It's, it's This is a, a, an element of deception to drop two or more. It's the most I've ever seen by far in a game. And we've we've seen Martindale and Ryan operate this, this, all, uh, this defense in a manner that they really lean on simulated pressure for all kinds of deception, particularly against offensive lines that don't know what they're doing. But, uh, but this, this cover zero 40 times and this 24 dropping from the line of scrimmage. Never seen anything like it. Uh, it it's, it's really was a two-part game that the Dolphins were playing with the Ravens. The, the first part was cover zero because it always set up a one-man advantage. The second part that's very difficult for the Ravens to deal with was these simulated pressure drops because they were clogging up a lot of the hot read 
lanes. And even a player like Adam Butler, who obviously is not going to do much in coverage if there's a crossing route, say, he still could do a lot if he moves laterally along the line of scrimmage and does not attempt to rush the passer because he's often getting in Lamar's throwing lane and making it hard for him to complete a pass. And I think the best evidence of that in this game was was the screen pass that went for a sack. And it wasn't Butler. It was Agba, actually, who got in his throwing lane to the outside. And then it ends up being a, a, a sack on a screen pass, which you never see. You know, the quarterback grounds the football typically at the feet of the running back. But uh, this was a bad day. Uh, and, and I think the, uh, the simulated pressure was at the heart of it. The Ravens' number one priority has to get that figured out before Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. That was they just could not figure it out, and just over and over again, it was unbelievable. All the screenshots that they had of all the guys on the line, it was just crazy to see. And uh, you could see the impact. My next number are three point zero five and two point three four. So three point zero five is the average time to throw for Jackson going into Week Ten. That's the third highest. Two point three four is his time to throw in Week Ten the lowest in week 10. So, you know, those numbers seem close, but just, you know, the third highest to all the way to lo- the lowest. Uh, and, you know, time to throw means a bunch of different things, but it was really clear that Miami was trying to force Jackson to get the ball out quickly, and they were successful doing it. Yeah, I, I it, it was a huge problem. And one of the things that, that I noticed was that Bradley Bozeman was throwing a lot of uh, 12 to 6 curveballs on the snap. doesn't mean he was missing left to right. That's a bad way. But curveball falls off the table in 1950s lingo. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's just not getting those long snapper rifle shots back into his hands at at belt buckle level that allow him to continue to focus down the field so when he has to go down to find the football take his eyes off the field then go back up and that might cost him between six and ten one hundredths of a second and when that when the rush is coming that quickly that's really significant i mean it takes him time to then reacclimate himself to his reads get through them quick as quickly as he can and all of a sudden the, the the rush is there so bozeman's snap problems are coming back in a different form this year i'm afraid uh, uh, that i'm seeing I'll get to my next number. I'm sorry about that digression there. 33 and 2. So 33 is the number of set blockers that the Ravens had in this game. And you'd expect maybe more because the Dolphins are all up at the line of scrimmage and whatnot. But it really shows that it doesn't really help if the other team is playing cover zero to have additional set blockers. You really rather have more uh, players wide and get that advantage down to six to five instead of, say, eight to seven by keeping another couple of guys in. And the reason is that you still have a plus one. They still have the, the opportunity to drop guys from the middle and mess up your, uh, you know, and maintain their advantages in the overload areas on the edge, one or the other. Um, and, and it didn't really help. And, and what it costs you is these players who can leak out into routes or provide an extra option off the line of scrimmage if wide um, to do that. So the two chip blockers, very low. And the 35 on 45 plays of total set and chip blockers is not too low for the Ravens. They've had higher this year, uh, just like they've faced heavier blitzes in terms of numbers this year. But but the but the fact that 33 of them were set blockers really cost them a lot of resources, and I don't think they got value for it. Yeah, they needed, uh, you could see it at the end that they started splitting them out more and it was more successful. Just needed to clear out that middle some more and uh, get some more options and, uh, you, know, you know, space them out a little bit. So, all right. <clears throat> I, 
Another set of numbers is 60% and negative 1.15. 60% is the percentage of time that Devontae Freeman ran into an eight plus man box. So we're, you know, we've been talking about this a lot that not only did the, the cover zero impact the passing game, but it also impacted the running game because they were all up on the line. So 60% of the time into an eight plus box. That's third highest in week 10 behind DeAndre Swift and uh, Christian McCaffrey. The negative 1.15 was his rush yards over expected per attempt, the third worst in week 10. Mm-hmm. So not only was he running into tough situations with heavy boxes, but he was executing them poorly, executing poorly on them uh, because the rush yards over expected already takes into account the right. number of men in the box. So, you know, it was even less than they expected with the heavy boxes. He ran six times in the first quarter and only four times after that. So the, Lamar wasn't getting any help from the run game. It was uh, it was very evident. Yeah, I, I've I heard people say, well, you know, with all these people dropping from the line of scrimmage, why couldn't we have just run up the A and B gaps? Uh, is a thing. Well, the problem is they don't do that until they get the indicator that you're throwing a pass. That you know they can look along the line of scrimmage and see, you know, how are the tackles lining up? Uh, or is the center coming at them, or are they dropping back to try and pass block? And then they then they make the decision and they can drop. So you, you don't, you know, eight men at the line of scrimmage is eight men at the line of scrimmage. We saw this against Denver too, and that's why they the Ravens almost didn't continue their hundred yard rush streak at the time, which is now deader than doornails for <laughs> other games since. But that's terrible. That uh, that uh, one point one five. Yeah. All right, let me go to another one here. We've got uh, going to go 10, 6, and 18. Okay, the Ravens had 10 consecutive drives. They had the first two drives and they had their last two drives, which were okay in this game. They, they drove twice down the field, kicked a field goal, then missed a field goal in the first two drives, and then they scored a touchdown, then threw an interception in the end zone. Uh, so uh, they, they had decent drives on the edges, like, like a, I don't know, a reverse taco or a soft taco. The, the middle of, the, of, the, uh, of this, the 10 drives in between, all had six or fewer plays, and they all had 18 or fewer yards. I can just tell you, that was about the worst two-plus quarters of football I've ever watched offensively from the Baltimore Ravens. And we've seen some really bad Ravens offenses over the years, but for them to string together that much garbage... Wow, was that tough to watch. Yeah, it really was. And uh, I think the worst part about it was that it wasn't even one one issue. You know, it was just like everything. <laughs> Drops, bad, or in- inaccurate passes, play calling, blocking, running. It was just like, whew, it makes it hard. So, uh, you know, they got their work cut out then. But it, did, it was nice to see successful. You know, success in the beginning and at the end, and you know it's there. So uh, they just got uh, got to figure how to put it all together. So there, there's that catharsis working. There you go. Again. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Uh, next is a, a set of four numbers. All right. Forty-eight point five percent, thirty-four point two percent, twenty-eight point nine percent. And 14.3%. So these are all third down conversion percentages for the Ravens. First was 2020. So it's 48.5% in 2020. That was the second highest last year. Uh, 34.2%. That's so far in 2021. The fifth lowest. So a huge drop. 28.9%. That's the last three weeks. And the 14.3%, that's last week's. Oof. So that is not a good trend, going from 34, 28 to 14. They need to reverse that trend fast in order to get this offense going. 
Yeah, that's uh, certainly awful. Uh, we'll go to the defense now where there was some good news, and it's kind of mixed into these numbers. Five, 56 percent, and 2.8. So the Ravens allowed five long pass plays of 21-plus yards. Those represented 56 percent of the Miami offense, 195 yards on those plays out of their 351 total, not excluding a knee. I excluded a kneel in there. But uh, anyway, you get the idea. Of On all other plays – other than those, they, they allowed 2.8 yards per play, other than the five long passes. The five biggest pass plays accounted for plus 13.9 expected points. Thank you, Dan, for that number. And the other 56 totaled minus 17.3 points. So that was the difference in the game. Miami didn't have a good overall total of expected points with, with about minus 3.4. But all of their offensive gains, they packed into a few plays and that's how they were able to score still uh, in this one. So, in words, the Ravens thoroughly dominated the game, with the exception of those five plays. When I'm looking at at what really caused them, Anthony Averett was certainly a microcosm of that because he played very poorly on one play and was otherwise excellent for the whole game, just like the Ravens' defense. Uh, but he, he for, forgot his cover three responsibility somehow, uh, deep right, and didn't didn't follow it. Stevens replacing Elliott made either one or two uh, of the breakdown mistakes um, in, in coverage of that 64-yard pass left, also in coverage of one of the short passes that had a lot of yak for either, either 21 or 35. Both of them were right around the line of scrimmage. So uh, it's it's difficult game. There's not any one player responsible, but Stevens replacing El, uh, Elliott may be a, an issue that the Ravens need to continue to watch. Yeah, I think they're going to have to figure out how to fit those uh, kind of pieces together. You know, they've had a ton of moving pieces in the defensive backfield. They play some complicated defenses back there, it seems like. Switching coverages, you know, kind of, uh, um, you know, hiding them a little bit. And, uh, you know, they seem to be talking too much in the back (laughs) to me. They always seem a little confused. So um, I'd like it to simplify a little bit and, um, you know, especially with the younger guys. So, all right, my next set of numbers uh, 44.44% and 31.78%. So these are a couple of positive numbers about the defense. So, you know, like you said, the defense played really well in this game other than a couple uh, a couple times, and this is looking over the season so far. 44%, that's the red zone defense uh, percentage. So that's the percentage of red zone drives that result in a, a touchdown. Uh, that's the lowest in the NFL, so that's awesome. And then 31.78%, that's the third down conversion rate uh, on defense. That's the second lowest in the NFL. So high leverage situations, red zone, third down, they're playing lights out, and they need to keep it up they just need to figure out those big plays and uh how to stop them so yeah that's a great point almost looks almost makes that 34.2 percent third down conversion rate look okay it's not but (laughs) but it almost does uh my next number is minus five and minus four the ravens and bears turnover differential respectively now the ravens are tied for 17th in giveaways with 12 this it's right in the middle of the pack they're not having a great year for turning the ball or protecting the football i should say uh jackson's had some interceptions they've put the ball on the ground a few times but they're 29th in takeaways with seven and you know for a defense this good um, they need more defensive playmaking. And when I look at it, part of it is the fact they've recovered only two fumbles. Now, I know the ground's been on the, the ball's been on the ground a lot more than that, but this week against the Dolphins was kind of a microcosm of it because they had four good turnover opportunities, two, two sack fumbles, 
and two balls, one to Averett that was almost intercepted, and who had the other near interception? Bynes tipped the ball in the end zone. Oh, yep, yep. So they had two, you know, four good opportunities to get an interception. Maybe they don't get all of them, but maybe they get two of them. Or maybe they, they only get one, but that's still a big difference. So it, they, they had their opportunities, and that was, uh, that was a bummer. Uh, it, Tavon Young, we heard good news on today that he may actually be able to play, which gives the Ravens a pretty, pretty good depth at cornerback again. I've always already hear foot injury. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm thinking the worst and that he might be gone for the season. Yeah, it's great to have him back, especially, you know, with Wolf injury saying that he's not going to be back. But, you know, that's the turnover is huge. They just they need to get uh, it's it's really difficult to keep winning with, uh, you know, turnovers not breaking your way. You know, the uh, the increased giveaways, some of that is, you know, game situations. Lamar's thrown in, in the end zone trying to win the game. I, I have no issue with that. So, um, you know, it's hard to hard to uh, hurt punish them too much for the take or giveaways but they need to increase the takeaways for sure all right uh, my next my last numbers are looking ahead as well um eight percent ten point nine percent and thirteen point five percent uh these are all sack rate related numbers. So 8% is a sack rate for Chicago defense. That's the second highest, only slightly behind Minnesota. So that's, that's not good. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's going to be a, a tough, a tough challenge for sure this week. Uh, Khalil Mack has been responsible for six out of those, out of their 25 sacks and currently he's out, but he may come back. So that's definitely something to watch for this week. So, um, 10.9% on the other side is the sack rate allowed for the Chicago offense, which is the highest in the NFL. And 13.5 is the sack rate for Justin Fields, which is the highest by any quarterback with more than 25 dropbacks. Mm. So it's going to see, uh, we'll, we'll see how many sacks that there end up being this, um, th this game, but, uh, probably bet the over on that number. So yeah, could, could certainly be plenty on both sides. Do, do you happen to know what the all time record for sack rate in a single year is i do not no okay randall cunningham in it must be his first or his second year but his first year he really had playing time had something like 215 passing attempts and was sacked 72 times so over 25 percent <laughs> sack rate so that's incredible when you think about it and fields is only half of that but it's still yeah. getting sacked all the time so that's pretty um, wild <laughs> All right, Dan. Always a pleasure to do this show with you, my friend. Uh, what else you got going on? People, where can people contact you about football? Yeah, just uh, reach out to me on Twitter. It's DP Reese, and then the number eight. Uh, happy to talk Ravens, and uh, hope we can get a, a win, and uh, you know, uh, you know, make a, come into a better mood next week. There you go. We're always looking to, to manage our own moods. Uh, if you want to do a 25 years podcast with me, uh, send me a, a few bullet points. We're down to about 10 more of these. We're going to do the entire season. So running out of space, but we'd love to have you still. Uh, the more obscure and the more narrow and focused the topic, the cooler and the more excited I'll be about doing it. But uh, contact me on, just by DM on Twitter. They're open. Uh, Dan, thanks again for doing the show. My pleasure. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. <laughs> <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana it doesn't get any better than this 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.